Robins on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robins on the Wire with myself, Michelle Owen and Gregor McGregor. This week we are looking back at that victory over Stoke. We'll be talking Ashley Williams as he made his first start. We're here from him as well at how he's settling in at Ashton Gate. We're here from Lee Johnson after the Stoke game too. Uh, let's begin then with that trip to Stoke, Gregor. Weren't too sure what was going to happen. It seemed that red card for Joe Allen really changed the game. There's been some controversy over this red card. But for me, I mean, I've seen replays, I've seen it in slow-mo. It's a red, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it was worse than Antoine Semenyo's at the end of last season here against, because uh, we were calling this Ashton Gate, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, here against Derby County. And yeah, it was a certain red for me. And maybe the club thinks that because they're not going to appeal it, are they? They've said. Yeah. So. Um, but everyone has an opinion, don't they? So. Yeah, and it, it changed me, the game, didn't it? It absolutely did. And I actually thought it looked like one of those games I was thinking to myself after the first 10 minutes. Bristol City might not get too much today. Yeah, it looks it looks very much like they might go down. That uh, your thoughts were right before because you thought that they might go there, and even though Stoke be in the bottom of the table, that they might struggle. Yeah, and that, and basically Nathan Jones had them sort of really wound up, and they came out like the old, springs, the old yeah the old cage tigers, and um, yeah they were flying into the challenges. They won all the 50-50s. I was a little bit disappointed with some of Bristol City's midfield actually at first. I thought they were a little bit sluggish, mm-hmm. maybe the the, the the middle two just to get out to challenges, and because of that it made it made it the, um, Stoke could get onto the front foot, and they probably deserved their early goal. And I just think if James McLean takes that chance, then they're probably out of sight, unfortunately. Yeah. Or, um, well, not out of sight, but it would have been very difficult for Bristol City to have won the game, maybe, maybe come back and got something. But, yeah, full credit to the Robins. They they stuck it out. And what I liked, actually, was I spoke to the local reporter there, Martin Spinks, again after the game, yep. got his verdict on Bristol City. And he said to me he was impressed by the way Bristol City didn't really panic about the red card. I liked that Lee Johnson was very decisive, took off Taylor Moore, brought on Antoine Semenyo. I have no problems with that. And I don't think Taylor would do either because it all came it's good. Tactical in the end. changes, isn't yeah. it? You know, you have, sometimes you have to be the player that's sacrificed. To, even though it's horrible at the moment when you're taking off. Yeah, and there was an interesting sort of reaction. I don't think Taylor Moore could believe it when he first came off. He there was a bit of sort of like a, a surprise look on his face, but I think he will have accepted it, and especially the way it turned out. And yeah, basically going back to what Martin Spinks said, he he was he, he, he was impressed by the way that Bristol City just paced themselves and and sort of realised that they were going to get chances later on in the game and second half actually they didn't have too much to to worry about and yeah they were, they were probably good value for the win on the second half performance but maybe the draw might have been the fair result but who cares it, it, sometimes Three points. yeah you, you <laughs> yeah. can win ugly and, and that's yeah. a good sign isn't it? Uh, let's get the fans view this week uh, this is from this is from uh, mike uh, BCFC dog on on Twitter. <laughs> I love he, the Twitter names. <laughs> he's he's a he's a good guy, and we've spoken to him a few times, and he's yeah he's given us his views here from his trip to Stoke at the weekend. My thoughts on a wonderful day out in Stoke at the Bet Three Six Five and a valuable three points on the road for Bristol City. Travelling support was in fine voice. We got Taylor Moore, and the Masengo songs were sung throughout the game. Um, Masenga Wiggs on show, which is becoming a bit of a trait of ours on the road. And the away, f- the home fans are actually getting to know all about Masengo. Uh, standout performers for me, well, 
Daniel Bentley's got to be one of them. Three awesome saves, especially the one on when with McLean, where he effectively guaranteed the three points for us. Um, Ashley Williams, a one-on-one tackle with Tom Ince, was, uh, was pretty good. And also some aerial duels with Lee Gregory. Uh, Baker as normal, hard as nails. Also, uh, Hunt with two assists. And also, Fam, credit to him. You know, he, get, he got us the winner and did some work that actually went pretty much unnoticed. Uh, performance, we didn't really get out of first gear in the first half. We were losing individual battles and Stoke were really getting at us and behind us. Second half, we still weren't at our best, but actually, we dug out a result was just to show that uh, Lee Johnson is really not afraid to make tactical substitutions by taking off Taylor Moore. Stoke, red card really changed the game. Um, Joe Allen did deserve to go. Felt a bit sorry for Nathan Joes because they actually probably deserved a bit of a draw. Don't see them going down. Um, I think very soon they'll start clicking. They got a few injuries and they'll start winning and climbing the table. Massive game now coming up at the gate on Saturday against Swansea. Ashtongate needs Ashtongate really does need to be rocking. Um, the support really needs to replicate that of our way fans. We're still missing some first teamers, the likes of Callas and De Silva, which really is building up to be quite a season and probably slightly above most expectations. Something we're doing is getting these fans' views on the podcast now. So if you'd like to get involved, definitely tweet Gregor at GDG. Yeah, yeah, give me a shout. I just wanted to um, give a, an, another shout out to another Bristol City, a couple of Bristol City fans, because um, Sarah and Martin from Leicester, who I always see, big Bristol City fans, go to every away game, and they helped me on Monday by sending me a team sheet from the under 23s, and I said I would give them a shout out. Oh, thank you guys. They're, they're fans of yours, Michelle, I think. Oh, well, thank you. That's lovely. Well, if you do want to get involved with the podcast, just uh, tweet Gregor. What's your Twitter handle? At GMACG. Uh, he's easy with, to find, and yeah. it's at Bristol City Live as well. We're really keen to get fan views and what you think of these games as they seem to be passing quicker and quicker now. And it's still so early to look at the table, but. Wow, that result was huge for Bristol City. Look where they are now. Yeah, six games unbeaten. There's a whole host of stats that are encouraging. I've been tweeting them this week about, yeah, the away form is, is the best in the, in the calendar year, isn't it, now? Over all four divisions, even Manchester yep. City overhauled now. And, yeah, that's, that's tremendous work from the club on the roads. It's uh, those little, we, we heard a few weeks ago about the little things they do, mm. you know, when they're away from home, clearly making an impact. It is, yeah. And, yeah, they've just got to get it right Ashton Gate now. And I, I kind of think they will do. And this is a big test coming up, isn't it? Swansea City. And a chance. That's the way they've got to look at it. As an opportunity to really lay down a marker. If they win this, they go into the automatic positions. And what a start that would be, um, basically, to build on that. Let's hear from Ashley Williams then, uh, ahead, of, ahead of this one. Because... He obviously is ex-Swansea City. We've uh, seen him make his debut against Stoke. Just before we talk about that, um, hear from him, sorry, Gregor. What do you think about his debut against against Stoke? Yeah, I, I, I didn't think it was amazing, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, I thought it was, it was decent. He... I mean, I thought he gave away a few fouls during the game, but actually when I checked, he'd only given away one. So, yeah, fair play to him there. And he won most of his challenges. He was, he, I think he won the most uh, aerial duels after the game when I was checking the stats. And he didn't put, he made the most passes. He didn't make many of those, didn't give too many balls away. So, yeah, good, solid debut. 
not outstanding and room to improve. But you'd expect that. This is his first game. Yeah. And there were a few little holes that developed between the centre-backs at times, especially when uh, McLean and Gregory got in a couple of times. But that will improve as he plays more and, and gets more cohesion at the back with the other guys. So, yeah, promising. Let's uh, hear from Ashley Williams now. Yeah, no, you couldn't you couldn't make it up really, could you? I don't think for me personally it's... it's it's strange, but it's uh, it's interesting, and you know, um, especially with the first one being Stoke with the team that I, that I just immediately left, and um, seeing all those faces again on the weekend and playing at the stadium that I played at all last season. So um, yeah, we got through that one, and then and then now I'm facing Swansea. So it is strange the way the fixtures have failed, but I suppose it's, you know why not? You know, try and get up and running as quick as possible. I've enjoyed my first few weeks, um, just trying to settle in and. And for, obviously for me, it was about just get, trying to get as much fitness in as I can. Um, but the whole experience has been really good for me. And, um, you know, I'm really happy that this is the team that I ended up at. You know, you can always get a little bit fitter, I think. And probably, you know, in football, you, you're not really fit until you've played a good few games. But, yeah, I'm happy with where I'm at. I've done, you know, as much work as I can, you know, with the staff. A um, few extra sessions on my own and stuff after training and that, trying to just fast-track the fitness a little bit. And it was really nice to get 90 minutes under my belt, um, you know, in the first team. And obviously that, that game went quite well for us and for me personally. Um, to get the win w- was pleasing. So, you know, I know that I'm, I'm doing all I can, but I also know that you, you're not really match fit until you've played a few games, really. What made you choose Bristol City? And I just wondered if you knew any of the lads here... And before you turned up, maybe Liam Walsh, was he at Everton with you when you were there? Yeah, there's a few lads in the dressing room that I knew. I knew uh, Walshy from Everton, Bennett, obviously, from last season, Marley Watkins from Wales, um, Tommy Rowe from my Stockport days. We used to live on the same street. So um, there was a few boys that I knew in there. Um, And for me, it was just that this what the gaffers built here and the, and you know the culture and, and and the way that they go about it they just missed out last season but it's a young team with and the club's got big ambitions and um with the manager not being that much older than me as well um and having spoken to him on the phone I knew straight away that's where I wanted to be and I felt like it would benefit me and just in terms of uh what I would bring to a team now at this stage of my career I thought it would probably be a good fit they're a young team there's not that many older players in it. Um, probably my experience would be welcomed in the dressing room. Um, and for me, it was just, well, they're, they're already a good team and they already want to do something this season. So, yeah, perfect. OK, great to hear from Ashley Williams. We also spoke to Lee Johnson before the uh, Swansea game. And there's such a big rivalry between these cl- two clubs. We saw the trouble last year too. Here's what Lee Johnson had to say ahead of Swansea. How's the squad looking for Saturday, Lee? Mike Callas, right? Or Adam Nagy returns on? Um, well, Bailey Wright has been has trained. Um, so Bailey Wright uh, has had sort of two or three days training. Obviously, we've got to get the balance right with that. Um, Adam, we, we will probably test Friday. Um, hasn't been out yet. We've just been, like I said, it was annoying, really. He comes back from Hungary. I wasn't happy with that situation at all. Um, but it is what it is, you know, like international takes precedent and uh, even though we, we pay the wages and everything it's a, it's a classic argument isn't it and uh, they got him ready or tried to get him ready for a sort of cup final type mentality in a very big game and it didn't work out well for us and uh, of course I'm not happy about that but something that you've got to 
uh, bite the bullet really and uh, deal with it. But yeah, he's still a little bit thick around the ankle in terms of the swelling. Um, but he is on the mend and uh, we are hopeful that he'll be uh, ready soon. Yeah, do you speak with the Hungarian FA at all? Do you, have you spoken to Marco Rossi? Um, it mainly works through... Uh, you do, sometimes you do. Like I spoke to the, um, the French and the 19s manager uh, with Hanna Masengo about various things. Um, but on this occasion, it was more sort of uh, physio department to, to their medical department out there. And uh, like I say, probably wise that I didn't speak to any managers on that occasion. Uh, Thomas Callas, is he close or is he...? Um, no, he's going to be a bit longer, Thomas. Like, they don't want to rush that one, you know, he's very powerful. Um, I think he's getting re-scanned maybe tomorrow, I think, um, just as an update, really, to see whether the, the tear has actually uh, decreased, which it should have done by now. Fam scored at the weekend, then. So you've got a decision looming, I guess, with um, Benek available this weekend. I think we've got a lot of... Um, decisions actually I think that you know Callum signed his new contract now I think that changes the mindset a little bit um, for me certainly he's committed so I'm delighted with that one the likes of Sammy Smodic and Pereira been excellent um, in training so uh, yeah I think there's a lot of decisions to be made uh, this weekend but like always it'll always be any decision that's made will be for the good of winning this particular game and uh I think the nice thing at the moment is the competition is strong. Um, there's not too much competition, probably due to the injuries we've got. But at the same time, like in training, like people have been for- performing very, very well. And uh, the lads that are playing know that they can't um, sort of rest on their laurels, if they like, because someone else is chomping at the bit to get a start. So, Gregor, we saw the fan trouble last, last season in this fixture when Bristol City won 2-0 back in February. Horrible to see... You know, that is not the majority of fans. That's the minority, most definitely. But, you know, I've spoken to people that said they were there with their kids and things like that. It's horrible to see. So, on Saturday, you know, what you, what do you think will happen? Do you think we'll be I think they'll right? have a handle on it. Yeah, I thought... I don't know. I don't want to say complacency, but uh, there was obviously a few problems. I think it was to do a little bit with the policing on the day, just from, my, from what I saw. Obviously, we had that big contingent of Swansea fans arrive 20 minutes late. Not sure why that was the case. And they were late coming to the ground. Yeah, it caused tensions, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It didn't help the situation. It inflamed it and, or created it, really. So I expect them to learn from that. And actually, when you look at the Atio end this season... I've had a few people say this to me. You notice that that front few rows is uh, blacked out and they're not um, admitting oh, yeah. so many away fans. So I think that will be the case again. Maybe well, it is reduced numbers, isn't it, for Swansea City fans coming over. So okay. that will help um, not, yeah, for it to, to stop any yeah. situations likewise developing. Well, let's hope we don't have to talk about that at all and that's all we have to say on it. Because the, the game is an enthralling prospect. Although I watched Swansea at the weekend... They weren't great against Forest. They had loads and loads of the ball, but they only had one shot on target the whole game. Forest caught them on the counter and scored a good goal. Now, this is the Swansea side that the game before that beat Leeds United and Bristol City lost 3-1 to Leeds. So it just shows at this point, it's so hard to draw any conclusions from what's been happening, isn't it? But you would say, up until then, Swansea, you'd worry about facing them. Funny old game, as Jimmy Greaves used to say. Yeah, I... It's kind of swings and roundabouts and how you perform on your on the day, injuries and things like that. Mm. And injuries 
could play a part. So the news about Adam Nagy, Thomas Callas, Bailey Wright. Adam uh, Nige, we've been through this. Nige, yeah. And <laughs> um, who am I missing? Who's the other one? Uh, Adam Nagy, Thomas Callas. Bailey Thomas Callas, of course, yeah. Bailey Wright. Jada Silva. Jada Silva's out. If any of these guys can make it back, that would be a boost. Not really expecting them, though. So, yeah, it's going to be close. But, as I say, City can make a statement here if they, if they can win. And what I also like is, obviously, we've got Benek Fobe to come, but I think we've already seen the strength of this squad. It's the strikers. That, for mm. me, but having Benek Fobe come in, suddenly the striker lineup looks so much better because that was something we were really worried about. Yeah. It's just one striker seems to have changed that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's good. I think the competition is probably going to help Fam. He, he obviously did the business at the weekend, didn't he? He scored a, the vital equaliser, and, and we need to see more from that from Fam. He needs to bring this consistency to his game. And hopefully, Benekafobe pushing him for his place is, is going to bring that out of him. I wonder if Lee Johnson might at some point, maybe even this Try weekend, both? Try both, yeah. He did it the other week up at Hull and also had Vyman. Casey Palmer dropped out then. But it's something to maybe toy around with. Nice problem, nice option to have for mm-hmm. Lee Johnson. Definitely. And, yeah, yeah, it's good that they've got basically two guys really competing for that main striker spot. Score prediction for the weekend? Um, I'm going to go for 2-1 Bristol City. I'm hoping that finally they can get the, the home form right. Ashton Kate, we know, will be rocking a great atmosphere. Chance to get one over the local rivals. Mm-hmm. I think all of that, motivation-wise, um, yeah, could be good. OK, finally, Callum O'Dowder. We said last week about his contract, what's going on? Is he going to sign it? Surely he may as well sign it. And he has signed it. He's put pen to paper on a new deal. What was your reaction when you saw that news? I think it's brilliant news for the club. I've seen, I've seen a lot of fans kind of divided on this and, and sort of maybe give it the meh. You know, but um, but I don't see it like that. I see this as a really big statement actually for the club. And O'Dowder, for me, yeah, okay, he's taking his time to make this decision. I've got no problems with that. What people won't know, and we don't know really, is the full story behind everything. And some people are saying, okay, he's he's maybe not had the big move that he wanted this summer. I'm not so sure that's the case. From my understanding, there were other clubs in, um, who were still interested in him. Mm. And he, he's a player like O'Dowdy is not going to fail to get another club. So if he really wanted to move on, or if it was about money, he would yep. leave next summer. But he's not. He's committed his future to Bristol City. He sees what's happening here. And it is the best thing for him. I, I think expect him to play a big role this say, season. What role is he going to play now? Because yeah. it's not like he's been a regular. So do you think the contract has had any bearing on that with his position in the team? Yeah, it was straight... Obviously, straight on the bench, and he's got a real job, as have several other players, such as Fam and Marley Watkins, even other players like this, Bailey Wright, you could even say. These guys have got a real um, tough task to win a place in this team, but that's exactly what you want if you're Lee Johnson. And I, and I think, yeah, Callum's going to have to fight for his place, and I think he will do. And I, from what I know about him, he's got the right character that he'll knuckle down now, he'll go for it, he will get a place in this side. I think he's good enough to, but by the uh, whose expense? Well, because uh, yeah. right now that's hard to call. No, I wonder. I wonder if Lee Johnson might settle on a more sort of four-four-two system at home, mm. because that then gets means you can bring in Nicholas Eliasson, who needs to play as well. And if that's the case, then maybe we might see both O'Dowda and Eliasson involved. Here's a quick word from Lee Johnson on Callum O'Dowda's new contract, which Gregor asked him in the presser uh, on Wednesday afternoon. So you're more likely to play Callum now because he's signed a new deal. Well, look, I, the big thing for me is always like, it's always that sort of trust element, you know, and like the mindset of the individual at the time. I wouldn't not play Callum because he hasn't signed his contract because he was still under contract. 
but you're always looking for those little signs of like of commitment of attitude. Do you know what I mean? Like, and if it's fifty-fifty, often you go with somebody that you feel if they make a mistake, it's it's an honest, genuine mistake. So I'm not saying that Callum hasn't played because of that, but it's a different dynamic now. Now he's committed to the club and uh, and hasn't got that sort of roving eye, if you like. <laughs> So there we are then. Callum O'Dowda has put pen to paper on that new deal. Good to have that wrapped up for him. Uh, so Greg was saying 2-1 against Swansea City this weekend. We will see. I think it's going to be tough. Uh, big ask against a Swansea team that are, are flying high, apart from that pretty lacklustre performance last week. But maybe it's the manager of the month curse. Who's, who's Steve Cooper will manage the month and then the manager exactly. of the month always loses. It strikes again. It strikes again. Who is the key man for Swansea City that you've seen oh. so far? Who do they need to make sure? Well, you would have said Borja, Borja Baston, but he didn't have a great game at the weekend. He's their striker, the one that was sort of outcast for ages and then came back in and has been scoring goals. They'll have to keep him quiet, but I think they'll be able to do that. I think Mike van der Horn and Joe Roden, their two centre-backs are quite hard to break down. Mm -hmm. They're like big centre-backs and they can come out and they can pass the ball. I like Van der Horn. When I look at the statistics, he's always one that really stands yes, out for yeah. keeping the ball but also making the yeah. violence. Didn't have his best game last week. but And then again, you know, they've got a great midfield. Matt Grimes midfield can create things. The wing-backs are quick. Connor Roberts is a great player. He comes up from wing-back all over the field. They've got options, they've got pace and they love to pass out from the back as well. Bristol City loves to play passing football. So as a spectacle, it should be a good game. But we'll see. And I'm not going to give my score prediction because I can't say it. I think maybe a draw, but we will see. Um, right, great to hear from uh, Lee Johnson and Ashley Williams this week. We'll be back next week with a preview uh, of the next game. They've got Preston away. It's tough games at the oh, moment. Oh, Preston, which is always yeah. their, their one but game. But what I like is these Houdini. kind of... Yeah, these not kind of, Houdini. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, is it... A nemesis or... Nemesis. Or? There's a special word. We'll think of it by next week. <laughs> you know, people are screaming at the podcast now saying, it's <laughs> Um So Preston next week. Yeah, they, they always play badly, don't they, against Preston. Did all right up there last season. If you remember, Antoine Semenyo played a big role in yep. that game. And yeah, they're flying as well at the moment. I think equal top scorers at the moment in the league with Bristol City. Yeah, a bit of a surprise package, perhaps. Yeah, and I think they're fifth or sixth in the league. So, yeah, it's going to be another huge game. But it's going to sort the pecking order, isn't it, out a little bit? Isn't Bogey it? side. Side, One of their bogey it. sides. Yeah, definitely going to sort in. The next couple of games are massive and we will see. Brother, thanks for your time. Thank you for listening. And if you're listening to iTunes, please rate and review us. Robins on the Wire.